Hello and welcome to the Cambridge Chat, bringing you city updates, local news, and upcoming community events and activities. This program is brought to you by Community Connections Network, connecting communities anytime, anywhere. I'm your co-host, Todd Streeter, and thank you for tuning into our show. And now I want to introduce our show hosts, Linda Wolf, City Administrator, and Evan Vogel, Assistant City Administrator, City of Cambridge. Good morning, Todd. Well, good morning, Linda. How are you this morning? Or should say an afternoon on our very first live podcast show. And I can't think of a better thing to do on a rainy day than to listen to our sunshine podcast. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> so true. If I feel like I'm in London right now. And today we have Evan and Mark with us. Hello, Evan. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Todd? Thank you, Linda. I'm doing swell, Good doing morning. swell, and we have Mark Zebart with us as well. Good afternoon, and welcome to the show. Mark, are you able to hear us? Well, we're, while we're waiting for Mark to uh, chime in here, um, he may have some little technical difficulties uh, getting his uh, headbutts to work. Um, let's just talk a little bit about our park system. Evan, you were part of a meeting this morning uh, with the downtown uh, promotional community. How did they, they reminded us that there's, uh, what, the Main Street Stroll, is that it? Yes, they were they were talking about the Main Street Stroll uh, specifically as uh, it relates to kind of taking a look and seeing what all businesses are downtown so that uh, people have a better idea that, that it's not all restaurants or what have you. There's a lot of service industries as well, like insurance and things of that nature. So there, there's this walking trail that circles the entire downtown area that, that lets you kind of see all of that for yourself. Yeah, and there's a great map for the Main Street Stroll that's located uh, right by the post office. Also on that route is the historic uh, D.O. Anderson House, which was one of the very first funeral homes in the city of Cambridge, and uh, one of the places that we hid the Cambridge Medallion for uh, Cambridge Day Out, which was which was great fun. So, Mark, are, were you able to join us? I am, Ari. Can you hear me? We can hear you now. Excellent. Excellent. Awesome. All right. Well, hey, Mark, you want to give our audience just a little bit of uh, an introduction on yourself and your background? Oh, absolutely. Um, my name is Mark Zebarth. I am a newly elected member of the Cambridge City Council. Um, I was elected in November of 2020, and I'm very excited to be joining the council. Um, my wife and I moved to Cambridge in 1989. Uh, we moved here from the Elk River area and uh, started our family, and, and I've loved living in Cambridge since 1990. I have been employed by the Cambridge Oceani Public Schools as a uh, principal since 1997. Uh, my wife started out working at the community college in Cambridge and is now um, teaching uh, computers for Anoka Hennepin Schools. But we are raised three children in Cambridge Oceani. Uh, the youngest child, uh, Mitchell, is 22, and we have a set of twins, Mitchell, uh, Matthew, excuse me, and Michelle, who are 26. Uh, one is Matthew's going to law school. Michelle is uh, a teacher in Moorhead, Minnesota, and Mitchell is currently living with us. He works for Deloitte in Minneapolis, but is working from home. So uh, we love uh, we love uh, the city of Cambridge, and uh, really excited to be part of this uh, show today. Well, excellent. Hey, we have uh, something in common. I have twins as well. Both my twins are 24 
and one of my twins lives in Moorhead, Minnesota. <laughs> oh my goodness! We'll have to we'll have to exchange names there, and uh, maybe they can meet each other. Exactly, exactly. Well, because that kind of brings us to our topic today, too. You know, have, have, having raised a family in Cambridge, you're um, aware of our park system, and I think you've served quite a few years on the parks. Recreation and Trails Commission, correct? Yeah, that's kind of a, it's been a family thing. My wife served for uh, nine years on the commission, and then I took over when, when her term expired. So, yeah, we've been part of the Parks and Trails Commission since 2006. My wife served a couple of terms, and then I've been on it since 2014. Um, and absolutely uh, love the park and trail system in Cambridge. Um, it is for a city of, uh, you know, 8,000 people. It is an amazing trail system and an amazing uh, park system. Evan, do you have a question today for us? Well, I, I was going to ask Mark, given how much involvement he's had with our park system, are there any that stand out? Is there one that you have as your favorite? Well, you know, it's kind of like asking a parent, you know, what is your, who is your favorite child? You, you like all of them for different reasons. Um, and I really, really uh, enjoy, um, there's three parks that I'd like to highlight. First of all, I live in the Goldenwood area, so the south side of Cambridge. So a park that is closest to my house is Brown Park. And uh, Brown Park has two things that really stand out for me that are um, just amazing. One is uh, Brown Park has an amazing trail system in it. Uh, which allows for a lot of walking. It also connects to the, eventually through South Cambridge there to the, the bike uh, trail that goes to Asante. So Brown Park is a, is a main connector there. Um, the other thing I'd like to highlight about Brown Park, which I really like, is the new bank shot court, which m- many of our listeners maybe are not uh, familiar with, but the, uh, the bank shot court is a new system that we have put in at the park, which allows for anybody of any ability to play um, a game, and the goal is is to uh, take balls and to uh, bank them off um, and put them into different baskets. And there's a really great interactive system for people of all ages, and it's a really exciting uh, piece. So those are those are some things I like about Brown Park. Um, I'm also a little partial to Central Green. Uh, both of my boys were um, hockey players, and uh, the new ice rinks that we have. Um, for the city of Cambridge have been uh, near and dear to my heart as to many people who like to ice skate. One of the highlights for me was being able to um, watch our city highlighted on uh, Twin Cities uh, television. Uh, One of our high school uh, hockey games was broadcast at highlights from the game uh, that was played at our city park, which was really exciting. I'm also excited about Central Green, not only for the ice rinks, but also for the tennis courts. My children and I like to play tennis. Um, We try not to be too competitive. Um, We're also learning pickleball. (laughs) Cambridge is a big pickleball area, and uh, we have lots and lots of pickleball courts, and uh, it's fun to go there in the summer and watch um, people of all ages play pickleball. Also, I know many of our young people like uh, Central Green because that's where the skateboard park is, so they can uh, do some skateboard tricks and and do some things that just completely amaze me. Um, and then the other thing I'd like to highlight is just our, our uh, we call it City Park, which is our main park, which is located right along the river. And um, a couple things that I just want to highlight is uh, the pier that we have right along the river and just the beauty of watching the river. And especially in the summer, the, the activity, the, the concerts, the, all of the things happening there, and also just the people that are swimming or they're just kind of, having picnics there, and it's just such a great part of our community. So those are some um, some parks I'd like to highlight. 
um, as some of my personal favorites. I'd also like to highlight Parkwood Park, too. It's a park located on our east side. Parkwood Park, we are working on making that a wheel-drive accessible park. So, again, people, regardless of their abilities, are able to access our parks and to use them to, to really be able to enjoy the outdoors. So those are a few parks I'd like to highlight. You know, we have 18 parks in our city, so I could spend the next four hours talking about them, but I'll limit myself to that because it is a a great community asset that we have, our parks and trails. Yeah, we are really, truly blessed with the number of parks we have. And like, we, like you mentioned, in Parkwood Park, you know, brand new will be the wheelchair swing. And I think that's a great amenity for the people right next to Walker Lavande there and the uh, Terrace Living, um, the cooperative. So I think, you know, those are um, parks are for all ages, and those some are some amenities that address all ages. You know, so Mark, let's talk a little bit more about the Parks, Recs, and Trails Commission and kind of the park improvement plans. You know, you guys have worked hard to identify improvements that you think we need in the park. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about maybe what they're looking at over the next uh, three to five years? Um, yeah, there were, there were definitely one of the areas that we're focusing in on is uh, Sandquist Park, which I f- forgot to mention in my uh, earlier comments. Uh, Sandquist Park is where we currently have the softball fields, and the long-term plan is to maybe expand those, um, also expand um, opportunities for youth sports out there. So we're looking at um, adding some more fields out there to, uh, to allow even more opportunities for um, our young people to interact and to do some things out, outdoors. We also have baseball fields out there, and our long-term plan is to continue to improve and increase those opportunities for everyone. Um, so those are that's what's kind of happening in Sandquist Park, and we, we continue to uh, look at increasing recreational opportunities. I know that we're, you know, we're looking at a conversation about a splash pad or something like that over the long term. Um, and we're also looking at just mm-hmm. a number of things with our trail system, ways that we can enhance our trail system so that uh, we can for biking and walking. And the one thing that the pandemic definitely has showed is city of Cambridge is a city on the move. We, anytime my family and I go for a walk, we are, we are just seeing lots and lots of people either biking or walking. Um, even in January when it was cold, people were still taking advantage of our uh, trail system and our sidewalks walking. And um, so those are some things that I just want to highlight. There's a, a lot of things that we're also looking at doing to improve our city park, um, as well as getting you know equipment upgrades and some of that at some of our parks for families. Mark, you, you yeah. mentioned how much people are getting outdoors and, and how much involvement you've had. What do you think the importance of having a, a strong park system is? What does it contribute to the community? And, and I guess we'll start there. Well, I can tell you this is it's a huge selling point when people are looking where to, uh, where to, you know, where to move, where, what, what they're looking for in a community, especially young families, but all the people of all ages are looking for, um, can I get, uh, around the community safely? Um, can I w- walk? Um, can, are there places for me to ride my bicycle? Are there, um, places that I can take my children so that they can, play on some playground? Is there a place for us to have a picnic? Um, is there a place in the community for people regardless of their you know, special needs or anything like that? And the answer in Cambridge is, is yes to all of the above. And that has been through um, you know, a lot of work at the hands of the city as well as the commission, our Parks and Trails Commission, to make sure that our parks are meeting the needs of everyone. 
But we really feel, um, and I feel very strongly as a member of the council, that uh, a good park system uh, really improves the quality of life for families because it encourages them to be active and it encourages them to actually get out of the house and meet their neighbors, form some of those connections with their community, and hopefully that will um, make them even feel more uh, a part of our community. And that's kind of our goal is to get people outside, get them to meet their neighbors, um, and to be active. And those are all, I think, really important parts of being a, a great community that Cambridge is. Absolutely, Mark. And one of one of my favorite things to do is to ride the Cambridge I Sandy bike trail. And, you know, did you know that you can start in Brown Park, go through the park, um, down one of the township roads and hook up with the Cambridge Isani bike trail, go all the way to Isani to Bluebird Park and have a great ride. Absolutely. We, we've done that uh, more times than I can count as a family. But uh, the other thing maybe people want to know is if they're crazy enough like me to run marathons, um, that bike trail is also a great trail for uh, practicing for your long runs because, you, as you said, you can go all the way from Cambridge all the way down to Isanti and back. So um, I see lots of people when I'm on that trail biking, but I also see a lot of walkers and runners. So it's a very, very encouraging to see our community being so active. It is. And um, when my husband and I ride, we always manage to stop at the uh, Congressman Overstar Overlook uh, in that wildlife nature area there. And we see so many birds and we see a few muskrats and it's just kind of a great place to connect with nature as well. It really is a beautiful um, thing and it is something that our our community really has that is very, very valuable. And we really just cannot say enough about how important of a connection that is between the communities of Cambridge and Isanti as well. It's a very good asset that we have. Um, and we, we look forward to using the proceeds from the local option sales tax to uh, extend the bike trail from its current end location all the way through to City Park. So that's one of the projects that's on the future with the local option sales tax. Evan, do you want to go? Well, I, I guess, you know, we've talked a lot about kind of the status of parks, what they do for the community. Linda, were you were you hoping to talk some about what what programming we have coming up for, for our park? Yeah, absolutely. We have, um, in the, one of the things that's been really exciting that we've been able to do is to partner with the state of Minnesota to write some grants, and we've been able to have some opportunities for our community to, again, to engage and connect in our, in our city park. And we've had a lot of different programming. Um, one of the things that's been really exciting has been the summer concert series, where we've been able to have some concerts, some music groups come and be able to perform outside. So people are able to get outside, meet their neighbors, and do some of that. And that's just been a really great opportunity, again, for people to get outside, to connect, and to listen to some great music. It's also given us an opportunity to also connect with our community to provide uh, food trucks and some of those opportunities, as well as to connect with our downtown to uh, provide some opportunities again for people not only to experience our parks, but also to, um, you know, experience some great music and also be able to visit our downtown, which we really appreciate. We're also, we also have some programming for families that I'd like to highlight too. You know, we have uh, magicians, obstacle courses, we have a number of events that we will be doing as a city to, again, give opportunities for people to, to get out of their homes and to do some things active and um, to meet people in our community. And um, as a city, we really value that 
connection with our community and the, uh, the parks and some of the programming that we're doing really allow for some of that to happen. And it's been a great, great experience that, that the city's been able to give to our residents. Yeah, let me just run down uh, some examples of the music playing this summer, which I think is, brings a great variety. On June 3rd, we're going to feature Cambridge's very own Ole Olson. Ole and his friends are going to do a variety show. Um, on hand that night for the food truck will be Cambridge Barn Grill and the Parlor Ice Cream Truck. On June 10th, we're going to get ready to polka with a Shimaleski Funtime Band. June 17th brings up Lolo's Ghost. Uh, they are a local Minnesota band. They play their own music and some covers. That one is going to be in downtown Cambridge on Main Street and 2nd Avenue Southeast. June 24th is going to be Bluegrass Night, and we're going to listen to the High 48s in a city park, and we're going to have the Sumo Egg Roll Truck. Now, doesn't that sound interesting? <laughs> um, July 8th is Devin Worley back in city park. Uh, July 15th, downtown Cambridge, we're going to rock with the Rockin' Hollywoods. Finally, the last concert for the year is Jonah in the Wales back in City Park. And the Parlor Ice Cream Truck, which is also a Cambridge area favorite, will be there on hand to scooping fresh, delicious ice cream. I think all of those bands are going to be great. I just have a couple of things that probably date me a little bit. But um, I remember as a child uh, watching with my parents the Shimoleski Funtime Band. They were they used to be live on uh, TV back in the 1970s. When I was uh, mm -hmm. a, a young lad in the 1980s, uh, Joan and the Whales, I, I think I saw them every single time they came uh, to town. So both of those are uh, near and dear to my heart. And I can throw out endorsements for both Sumo Egg Rolls and the Big Red Wagon. I've eaten at them a number of times at various food truck festivals uh, in Minneapolis. So uh, I can, can kind of give them a big thumbs up for those concerts. The interesting thing about Sumo Egg Rolls is they use all of their profits to invest back into their youth service programs. So I thought that was not only do they have delicious food, but they have a great mission. Um, hey, Evan, do you want to talk a little bit about Art in the Park and what we have coming up those nights? Sure, absolutely. We've got a number of Art in the Park opportunities that will be uh, in, I guess as the name says, in the park. So on July 21st, there'll be a, a clay lighthouse and, and with watercolor painting going on. There's a $25 registration fee for that. On July 28th, there is a uh, project to build small clay gnomes. Uh, pretty pretty um, fun looking. And then uh, August 4th, we'll have watercolor painting. August 11th would be acrylic painting. August 18th is also acrylic painting. And those are classes that you can register for and participate in and make your own art outdoors. And people can find all this information on the city's website uh, or on the city's Facebook page. So we look forward to that. So, Mark, what else, anything else you would like to share with us about our love of parks? Um, I, I just really encourage people to uh, get out and enjoy the parks This uh, as the weather's warming up here. Um, there's just so many different opportunities to explore the city and to get to see different parts of our city from the south side to the east side to the west side. Um, there's just lots of different opportunities. Each park is a, is a story in and of itself and is part of the neighborhood that it's connected to. 
And I just really encourage people to get out there and to see what is available in the fine city of Cambridge. That certainly sounds great. Uh, Mark, we, we really appreciate your time and your participation here in trying to get this show off the ground. I think that's it's been a lot of fun to, to get everything in, in shape. What are we going to be talking about next, Linda? Um, well, next week we are going to be featuring the Cambridge Community-Wide Read and the Cambridge Public Library. Uh, Judith Kistner, uh, the owner of Scout and Morgan Bookstore, will be joining us as well as Kirsten Vaughn, uh, the head librarian for the Cambridge Public Library. So we're looking forward to that. And um, Mark, what do you think about the goal of our podcast? How do you think we can connect better with people? I think that um, we have a community that has um, a variety of different interests and needs, and I think the podcast allows us to meet people where they're at. I, I know some people, they really like uh, a newsletter, but a lot of people, they are very busy. And the podcast format is great because it allows people to uh, download it on their smartphone. And it, it just once you subscribe to the Cambridge Chat, it automatically downloads every episode to your phone. And when you're you know commuting to the Twin Cities or you are um, just driving around town, it, it's uh, something that you can listen to. And it's in a format that is this really flexible for people? When you're walking and enjoying the parks, you could have your headset on and uh, you could be listening and uh, to us uh, talk about the parks. And so there's lots of different opportunities with the podcast to uh, to connect with our community. And our goal is, as a council and as a city, is to really connect with the citizens and to get them involved. And again, my part part of my goal is is to get everyone out and to be active, but also to connect with their neighbors and to help us build a great city of Cambridge. I think that's a, a really great goal, Mark, and I think that this could be a really great venue to to make something like that happen. Obviously, we're we're kind of just starting out here, but the ability to reach a, a different audience or, or a new audience within the city that maybe isn't able to get some of the newsletters that get sent out and things like that would be great. Plus, it's it's more of a conversation, or at least presents the opportunity to to have a conversation. We look at some of these topics going forward. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of the uh, when I was uh, growing up back in the '60s and early '70s. The the old radio station call-in show, where you know we would have conversations about the community and provide people an opportunity to hear that and connect with that. So I think it's another way to again to just meet people where they're at. So very very great idea. Yeah, excellent. And um, we are going to be doing live shows, so we encourage, you know, anybody that listens to the podcast can certainly uh, call in to answer a question, ask us a question. We'll provide the answer, hopefully. <laughs> so, Todd, do you want to remind <laughs> remind our listeners how they can call in and ask questions? For, for the listeners out there, we know obviously we're just getting this program started, so we certainly hope we have more and more listeners with each show. But what we want to do is um, make sure that the listeners are using the Podbean app and incorporating the show through that platform. It's the only way to listen to it live and participate by calling in. If you want to call in when you're listening to the show, you'll need to um, have a earbud or a headphone plugged into your phone and simply call uh, on the screen and connect with the show to call in and we'll see that you're calling in uh, at the appropriate time that we open up for, for public callers. 
If you do not want to call into the show but want to listen to it, you can do it certainly off the Podbean app. You can also do it off of your computer, uh, laptop, or desktop uh, by logging into the Podbean app off of the uh, Cambridge website, and you'll be able to listen to to it that way as well. So uh, there's different ways of doing it, and we're still you know, learning some of the tweaks uh, on this whole uh, concept and process, but uh, there's a lot to do, and it's going pretty well so far. Um, yeah, Todd, could they also text in uh, if they're on the Podbean app? If they're on the Podbean app, they can they can text in, but they have to have an account. And this is where Podbean separates uh, the general population of listeners that don't have an account with Podbean. But if you do have an account with Podbean, and it's free, you can upload that information from the website, city website as well. Then you're able to text questions uh, or comments, and we get those on our dashboard and the other participants see them on their phones. Or as a subscriber or participant, you're also able to call in as well. So you've got, you've got different options in participating on this show. And I should also mention on the city website, there are links for comments. So if you want to share a comment uh, later on in the day, if you want, feel free to go to the city website, click on the link for comments, and post uh, any comments or suggestions you might have. The, the key to this show is to make it for the community and for the interests of the community. So if you have any suggestions to make the show better technically, uh, which we'll always be working on, and then also from content or guests, please let us know. We want to hear from you. This is ultimately your show at the end of the day. Absolutely. Um, Todd, it looks like on my screen we had another person enter the live studio. I do have a phone call coming in, apparently, but I'm not seeing them coming in on the dashboard for me to click them into the into the room. Uh, so they might be like Marsha, who's listening to the show, but is not in a position to call in. In doing our test, the caller will actually come up on the dashboard and I'll be able to let them in. So it depends upon where they are within their settings and how we're doing it. Yep, that's from Judith, and she's just listening to the show. So uh, we're glad that you're listening. Yay, Judith! Yay, Judith! (laughs) Welcome, welcome. going to be on next week. So, I mean, this is an example for, for those who, who are listening. There is ways of getting into the show and, and just saying hello uh, without, you know, calling in. We, of course, we, like we say, we'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of Judith, Dalton Morgan is my favorite bookstore. I brought Evan down there when uh, he first started, and I think he's fallen in love with it, too. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I happen to stop by probably once or twice a month, and the last time my wife and I were looking at houses up here, we stopped in, and... My wife also fell in love with it, so we we bought more than a, a few books there already. From my standpoint, it was fun to work with Judith on the uh, downtown revitalization activities. So, uh, three four years ago, so uh, glad to see all as well in downtown Cambridge, and looking forward to hearing uh, what she has to say next week. Awesome. So, Mark, any last words you would like to share with our listeners today? No, just, uh, I guess, uh, just a few things. Is One is uh, we, as a council, meet uh, twice a month. Anytime that you would like to, you know, participate or if you have any questions or anything like that, all of our, all of the council members, are, our information is on the city webpage. Um, at any time, if you have questions or concerns about things happening, we are all very approachable and would love to hear from our community. And really, uh, all of us on the council, I speak for all of us, we feel privileged to uh, 
to be serving you on the council and to be making decisions to help Cambridge become even a better place than it already is. Excellent. Evan, any, any last comments? No, I just appreciate the participation and everybody listening and, and who will be listening to it. And hopefully we can continue to build the, the product and continue to build the, the live audience as well. So uh, I, think, I think it was a great show. And again, Mark, thank you for cutting the time out to, to participate. Thank you very much. And, and when I said, Mark, do you have any last words? I decided that sounded pretty ominous. So I wanted to switch it up with Evan. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for today's show. And uh, we really appreciate uh, everyone that will listen and listen to the podcast. Please share it with your family and friends. Um, we want to make this a show for you. And we want to hear from you. What topics do you want to hear us talk about? Um, what are you interested in? What would you like to comment on? We, again, do this for you. Thank you. You can listen to today's program and past shows on the City of Cambridge website at ci.cambridge.mn.us, on your Podbean app, and on other popular podcast directories. We'd love to hear from you, so please visit the Cambridge website and leave your questions, comments, and suggestions. To receive notifications of upcoming shows, simply subscribe on the Podbean app or on the City's website. And if you have a moment, offer a review and rate our show. A five would be great. Don't forget to follow our show and share today's program with others. We want as many listeners like you to truly make this show your show, dedicated to engaging conversation with civic leaders and community members like you. Thank you for listening and have a great day.